0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Get all the coughs out, Left go. let's go, let's go! How you doing, Sam? Hey, I'm good, how you doing? You feeling I feel better? I a little bit better. Yeah, you look better.
1: My brother gave me some Sudafed on Saturday, and my whole head cleared up! Cleared up, huh? Cleared up!
0: Did it yeah. for you? Didn't make you drowsy Z-hat. or anything? Okay, yeah, so you needed a little help. Yeah. yeah, I've been feeling good. Yeah,
1: good. I'll tell you what really made me feel good.
0: <laughs> the Eagles? The Eagles <laughs> beat the Rams! The double whammy. I didn't like it at all. And I lost $1,400 on our game. <laughs> Oh, it's you official. did because
1: you lost that one and the Chiefs game. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, come on. Don't listen. Everybody, just listen to me break down games. I'm done telling people who to pick. See, I wasn't even thinking about your money. Yeah, I. I by the way,
1: guys, hope you guys had a great weekend. A lot of crazy stuff. You have watched the uh, the Cowboys Colts game. You know, just from watching the game. Yeah, you've already checked out the film of Pat Steelers. Yep. excited to dive into that. Right, and you went into the film of Eagles Rams. Yeah, so we got that too. Yeah, to explain. How did these things happen? And really <laughs> God damn it. Didn't get them out. Can I At, have this back now or no? Yes, I just didn't get through everything. All right, fine, then keep yeah. it. Yeah. Um we are gonna be joined by Cam Hayward momentarily. Momentarily. So you have to keep listening to the podcast or watching the podcast because and I didn't Abby, know we were getting this guy today. Josh was like, hey, and Josh is sick today because I think he uh, was infected. He may have taken a sip of that hot chocolate. Not knowing oh, the fly right. was in it.
0: And you guys spooning so much. It's an issue.
1: It's true. Well, you know, <laughs> I need someone that's capable of being a big.
0: Uh, so, <laughs>
1: But... He was like, I think we can get Cam Hayward. I was like, Cam Hayward? I go, well, they play the Patriots, so no matter what happens, I'm going to want to talk to Cam Hayward. Yeah, definitely. So whenever he comes in, he's coming to us via Dick's Sporting Goods. Let me, while we wait, because I kind of want to incorporate him into our Steelers-Patriots talk. This Eagles game, I need to explain to you that I had emotionally moved on from this year. Yes. I had processed what has happened. I went it was the typical Super Bowl year hangover and we're moving on. Carson wet sit. I said, last thing I need is Nick Foles coming in here and making this a controversy. Yeah. This is the equivalent to me as an Eagles fan. Right. I have just been in a relationship mm-hmm. and I've been broken up for six months and I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm finally coming around <laughs> and my ex calls me. Yeah. And she goes, Adam, Remember that box of all those great things that you thought you lost? I found it. Come over. Let's have dinner for 2 2 weeks and afterwards I'm going to give you the box. Right. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, "Man, that box is pretty great. I just I remember that box last year. That box yeah. is amazing." Yeah. But I don't think she got this box. I think that she's gonna invite me over for two weeks and then just kind of like have me expecting things, and then guess what? No box. Right. That's what it feels like right now. Yeah. And I don't want to get emotionally invested. Yeah. I wanted this season to die. Yeah. And not. now they go into LA and Nick Foles suddenly activates Alshon Jeffrey in a way that I have not seen him since the Super Bowl. Right. And the offense, the Wendell Smallwood ran over a guy. And scored a touchdown.
0: So, first thing, you know what I want to say about that. Where were the Eagles running last night? Right up the middle. Right up the middle. I mean, that's. You said this last
1: year that all of the team, when Carson went down, said, we need to play to full capability to make up for the fact that Carson's not there, which infuriates me and excites me at the same time. Infuriates me. I've seen it. Why is this? So. What you saw
0: last night yeah. and after looking at the film, yeah. completely different team? Yeah, I mean, if they played this way the whole year with this formula in which they wanted to attack, they wouldn't be in the position they're in. Do but, they like Nick Foles more and, than Carson Wentz? Well, no, and I'm going to, this is a great conversation. First of all, I feel like this is like you broke up with your girlfriend, right? and she had all these flaws and you broke up with her and then you called her up six months later. And they're all And you're like, damn, she's back to the perfect person I thought she was. What the hell? That's so messed up. I mean, that's really what has happened. Yeah, and I've seen this happen in my experience in the NFL. This is a drive-me-crazy moment that goes on. Oh, our star player's down. Coach is going to design plays that we haven't designed all year. All of a sudden, they're going to come up plenty. And then the effort's going to be there. And players are being told, We don't have him. If we don't win this area, we can't win this week. Cravon
1: LeBlanc. Yeah. Played out of his mind. Cravon LeBlanc. Yeah. You know the only time that you should be named Cravon LeBlanc? If you're leading the French
0: Revolution. I was going to say if your
1: dad owns a Swiss chocolate company. This is my son, Cravon LeBlanc. (laughs) Oh, wow. What a spoiled prick. (laughs) Right. But I
0: I can't. do they like Nick Foles more? Well,
1: they... Because, boy, do they get more pumped to play for Nick
0: Foles. No. I I think it's... First of all, we've talked about this all year that this is the missing aspect. I think the biggest thing is this. And coaches fall into this we trap say, "Oh,
1: you mean like the straight ahead running game?" Yes. Okay.
0: And just the fact that they don't run the ball as well as they did last year. People don't, you know, got to realize last year was the third best running team in football. This year it's the 29th best team I in football. I saw Aaron Donald getting tossed last tossed, night. Tossed and they're double teaming them and moving them instead of going sideline to sideline cuz he's going to win that race against Brandon Brooks, okay? Damn. But I think this is what happens a lot of times in these cases too. You of a star, awesome quarterback, right? Like Carson Wentz, and he's every day impressive. And I think it enamors the coaches, yes. the players. They see it in practice, and they go, man, let's just put him back there in the shotgun, and he'll dice people up. And he does to a degree, but you can't create any big plays off of it because you became one-dimensional. They know Foles is not capable of kind of doing that and dicing people up. Foles was solid last night. It wasn't like he was great. I mean, I could show you a number. He didn't of... look at Zach Ertz every play. No, he did not. I get that. He also missed Zach Ertz and almost threw an interception to Zach Ertz, who was wide open. Sims, in, you know, the in game. my group chat but still I yeah. have people saying do we trade Wentz yeah oh I mean go ahead see how that works but <laughs> if the Eagles go on yeah. a run yeah and win a Super Bowl right with Nick Foles oh then maybe I'll change my tune
1: if they do that again
0: yeah do you that'd trade- be their own fault do you
1: trade Carson Wentz
0: David David might have to think about it yeah I mean they really <laughs> might there's no jo- no joke I mean I mean, Nick Foles can't, like, scratch the surface on Carson Wentz's uh, just, uh, his talent. Again, I'm going to say this one more time. Nick Foles is really good. This was a very good matchup with things that the Eagles did. The Eagles adjusted the way they played a little bit on both sides of the football. And it all kind of just fell into place for Nick Foles. And it's just unfortunate that it took the Carson Wentz injury to kind of get your offense... Of mindset back to no, we're gonna have to run the ball. We're gonna have to dominate the line of scrimmage a little bit. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at your notes
1: now for the first yeah. time. Why did it have to take Wentz getting hurt for the Eagles to play like this? It's not fools. People are open. Yeah, so you're seeing different plays. Yeah, different, that we
0: haven't seen yet. Yeah, I mean the the play they ran to Alshon Jeffrey down the middle with a jump ball that where was, it was him and Nelson Aguilar wide yeah, open. Yeah, right. Like, like the Rams. We're going for another play. I mean, from what I would wow. think, Joyner and Akeem Talib were like, oh, they're in this formation? We know what they're running. And they ran out for somebody to run to the corner, and nobody ran to the corner. Um, yes, yeah, so there was a few different plays. But the big thing is they got underneath center. They ran play-action pass. The big thing is for every Eagles fan out there who watched the game last night. Yeah, explain it. All the big runs were designed to run in the middle. At, at, which is
1: against Indomican Sune and Aaron Donald. Donald.
0: Yes. You know, they ran the trap. The first Sproles run, you saw the game. They, they kind of let the, Donald get they ahead. They let him go up. Right. You let him fly upfield. Somebody just kind of hits him in the hip, and he's gone. And see you later. And yeah. then it's right up the middle. You know, they're, they're a little undisciplined like that. They're very aggressive. And the in-the-middle run game, uh, some nice pass designs and good throws by uh, Foles. I'm not trying to take anything away. We're yeah. all good. And then... The defense played smart. I mean, you know what is my always my other issue with the Eagles. Why are we playing bump with Bowsby right. versus Cooper? Right. Why are we blitzing on third and 14 so they can throw the jump ball to get 15 yards? Yeah. None of that crap happened last night. Ugh. None of it. Wow. And We're, Let's get
1: back to the okay, Eagles. Fine. We have a special guest.
0: Is he here? Yes. Cam Hayward,
1: woo, woo. Honestly, one of the most favorite defensive linemen in the NFL for us the last few years. Yep. The fact that he's only been to one Pro Bowl is a sham. Yeah. Statistics are Perfect. nonsense. This guy destroys every offensive lineman you put on the film every week. Right. Cam, welcome to the show, Cam!
0: Uh, how you
2: th- how you guys doing? Thank you for having me. No, of course we're having
0: you, man. We're good. I mean, we're we're pumped. I mean, um, I root we we root for you guys. First of all, I think Lefty and I have a man crush on your defense. I know I certainly do. <laughs> yeah, just because of you, Stephon, to it. You know, Hargrave. You guys are so Dude, unbelievable. Pre, yeah, on the
1: outside, TJ.
0: You got just... beasts. Uh, I don't know if you remember seeing me at training camp. Not this past year, but two years ago. I'm Chris Sims, by the way. Yeah. Just, but you know, here's I root. I root. Thanks, man. Yeah, I root for Mike T. All right? So mm-hmm. I was glad to see you guys get the victory against the Patriots
2: last night. All we're saying is we're very yeah. happy for you. Dude,
1: how good did that <laughs> feel? That had to feel great.
2: Yeah, it was a great win, um, especially after our three-game losing streak. Um, you know, to get a, another uh, call, uh, another win in the win column, uh, you know, goes a long way. Uh, but it was versus a really good team. Um, you know, you have to be uh, accountable for all things. Um and, you know, it's a game that comes down to a couple plays, and uh, we were able to make those this past game. All
1: right, what? let me just say yeah. really quick, Go Cam ahead. Hayward joins us on the phone now. Uh, he's supporting hometown company Dick's Sporting Goods Sports Matter Initiative, mm-hmm. which helps to fund underserved youth sports programs across the country by providing resources dealt with fields, equipment, league fees, etc. You can learn more about Cam's work worth at sportsmatter.org. Uh, and apparently you were rocking some dope cleats. So let me hear about that yeah. before we get back to the game.
2: Yeah, well, uh Dick Sporting Goods good uh reached out and you know, I do a lot of work with uh kids in general, underprivileged kids in general um and you know, what better way to help underprivileged kids than to provide sports. Um Dick Sporting Goods uh you know provides all different types of sports for so many different kids. Um and you know, they're just trying to raise money because billion as you said, billions are being cut uh for after school programs whether it's basketball, football, baseball, soccer, tennis, track, track you name it. Um, but uh, we're working together, and I got to wear some pretty cool uh, cleats, and I think we get to keep wearing them um, for the next couple of weeks, but uh, I'll have to check on that. But, uh, you know, it's just a great organization to be part of, um, and, you know, we're, we're doing the right thing by doing this.
0: Yeah, definitely are. All right, so, I mean, let's talk about the game yesterday. Okay? Yeah, what did you see on film that you could I mean, share with us? I mean, I did. I just watched the film of your football game. So I-, I would like to just hear, you know, to me, it looked like hey, when Brady it was first and second down, you guys were going to put people at the line of scrimmage, maybe blitz a little in those situations. But whenever it was a passing mm-hmm. situation, it was three- or four-man rush the whole game. Like, you, you guys said, we're not going to give Brady any one-on-one chances. But I would like to just hear kind of what your overall philosophy was yesterday Playing against the Patriots, and tell us what it's like to play against Tom Brady because he's pretty good.
2: Yeah. Um, well, first, playing against Tom Brady, uh, you know, you got to be on all your p's and q's. Um, everybody has to be accountable. You know, uh, as a DB, you got to be aware that he could go to your guy because he he features so many different guys, um, and you know, he's going to keep bouncing back, and you know, they're waiting for that play to put them over the top. Right. Um, and throughout the game we just thought to ourselves, um, we gotta win with three and four man pressure. Um, uh, you know, we're gonna blitz a little bit, but our four man rush has to be high. I know we didn't get as many sacks, I think T J got the only sack. But you but, disrupted you know, him a lot. Right, you know, yeah. getting pressure up through his face. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes you just want those balls to fail. Um we got some pressure on the uh Joe Hayden pick, which was critical for us. Uh and, you know, we were just uh you know we were flying around you know uh getting them off this point um you know multiple tacklers uh the thing I loved was everything was a a competitive ball except one ball that was a touchdown right you know with right. Brady, with, with, with with Brady you just have to have um everybody accountable accounted for because uh if they're not and they're not making a competitive catches the whole time he's gonna he's gonna beat you
0: yeah i don't know what Artie burns was doing in that play but i know it was his fault because he never came back in the game after that so really? I'll, I'll out him right here and Damn you don't it. have to say anything don't say anything <laughs> I, don't, I
2: don't know if it was Artie's fault uh, i don't I, I know we were gonna play a lot of corners and um i think our safety got a little bit confused because they went so deep with the route and then came back but right. i don't think it was Artie's fault i think uh you know we switched a little bit and it got everybody confused but uh yeah um, we're going to need already throughout the game, throughout the year. Uh, he's just going to have to be ready for for other moments.
0: Good, good answer, leader of the defense. Yeah, that was very really well done. Very proud of you, right there. <laughs> hey, really quick, can you just say you're my first,
1: my last, my everything, really quick?
2: You're my first, you're my last, you're my everything.
1: Man, you got that Barry White voice right now.
2: <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Yes, my first, my last, and my only. Yeah, do it dude. Well, I'll
2: have to tell my wife that. Maybe that's where I should go. That's what I think. When
1: you when you get back tonight, you should go, hey, baby, did
2: you like my personal <laughs> Well, we actually have like our, our uh, annual D-line dinner tonight. So... Um, Ooh. We take we take our, our significant others, so we'll be having a good time tonight. Hold
1: on. Where and does it, the Pittsburgh D-line go for their big D-line dinner? Where do you, Where is it? The steakhouse?
2: It's always a steakhouse. We, we, we choose a different one every year. Um, this comes out tomorrow, so no every, one's going to know. Right. So, like, it's funny because, like, we had already had a plan be- after the New England game, and we thought, you know, either we're going to drink and have a good time, or we're going to drink and have a good time. So it ended, up working out. <laughs> it ended up working out pretty well.
1: I have just a seasoned career question for you. In every mm-hmm. sport, when an athlete performs really well, they get rewarded by being on an all-star team. The mm-hmm. NFL is crazy to me because everyone will say the most important positions are the trenches, the line of scrimmage. And an right. offensive lineman or a defensive lineman like yourself can dominate the whole year, and not get the certain statistics in which the public even realizes that. And I'm just curious right. if that's frustrating.
2: Uh, you know, it, it does get frustrating at times because, uh, um, you know, you want to be recognized for the work you're doing, uh, and your teammates let you know. Um,
1: right, but, it's like all you know. internal. It's like the coach puts you on right. the film and is like, Cam destroyed this team this week, and you're like, <laughs> and nobody has any idea. Right.
2: You know, but, you know, in the in the greater glory of it, uh, when you win a Super Bowl, it doesn't just say one guy won it. You know, mm. it says every, every single guy on that team won it. Um, and those are the goals we look forward to. Um, you know, the recognition is nice, and everybody wants to get recognized uh, for doing their jobs. Um, but, you know, we got to have bigger goals. You know, we got to uh, keep – you know, we have to stay hungry. Uh, you know, I think if we get too wrapped up in the individual and thinking um, that we don't get recognized – then we don't we don't get to accomplish our bigger goals.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. All right, I want two questions. I want the first two, one. Like, okay. well, your psyche, like, what's your psyche like? Okay, going into oh gosh, we got the New England Patriots coming into town. Right, they've kind of owned us for the last you know twelve years. No disrespect to you or your teammates. He's only been there eight. Uh, okay. years. Right, and then. You come off of three losses: Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders. Where I've said here, and Lefko and I have done this podcast. Yeah, you said they've been the better team they, every week. You guys have dominated all three games. Like, what was right. the locker room like leading up to this game and this week?
2: Um, uh, we you pissed of,
0: or are you mad? Like, well, how does,
2: yeah, yeah, everybody was pretty pissed. Uh, yeah. you know, you just, um, you know, you could feel like. The, the pettiness of, of the team just where everybody's just a little bit on edge right. uh, throughout every practice and um, you know but it didn't take away from our from the way we practice and it didn't take away from the way we were going to attack the week um, and that's why I really gained from that we could be pissed off with what we've done and we could be annoyed with what we put on the field and haven't finished games but the quickest way to get over a loss is a win uh, on Sunday, uh, and, you know, that's what we're going to have to continue to do. You know, we, we we made our bed, and we have to lay in it, but, uh, you know, the the outcome is not written. We have to continue to work. We have to continue to prepare and be ready for these good teams who play throughout.
1: My, I want to ask one follow-up to that because yeah. we talk about Tomlin all the time. Yeah. I believe that that no team comes back better when they're angry than a Mike Tomlin team, and I was just mm-hmm. curious, like, how did – how did you like? What did you watch him do to try and channel your guys' energy to that?
2: Um, you know, I think early on in the week, um, he had, he just asked everybody um, to be very hard on yourself as, as as you grade yourself right after a game. Um, you know, obviously we came back from Oakland; it was a late night, but um, as soon as we got back to work, it was why are why are we not? you know winning these games what's it coming down to um and it wasn't necessarily a a team building thing but then he would go around individually and challenge other other people and say this is where you fell short this is where i need you this week Mm -hmm. um you know and i think understanding that you know you you got to be hard on yourselves on what you did but we got to make the adjustments now and get right back to the game uh, and we were able to do that this past week. For real.
0: How, um, I, I, like, this comes up a lot when we talk to you. People don't realize that your father was Ironhead Hayward. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We're a big
1: dad yeah, podcast. I,
0: well, and I just, yeah, of course, my dad played against your father when he was with yeah. the Saints and everything. And I grew up here in Jersey hearing about <laughs> your dad at Passaic High School all the time. Yes, so. sir. Was there ever any running back in your life? At what point did you outgrow running back and say, okay, I can't do that? I got to put a hand on the ground. <laughs>
2: uh, well, it was funny. I think there was a time in, I think, like freshman year high school, uh, I was playing defensive line. Uh, but then the coach came up to me because they, they had some injuries at running back. And he was like, do you think you can play running back for us? And I was all set to play running back. Uh, right before the game, but then my dad nixed it. It was just like, "Really? You are you are way too tall to be playing running back." <laughs> I was already taller than my dad, so. um for me to be playing running back would not have been a, a good idea. I was just going to get chopped down the entire time. <laughs>
0: your your mom your mom's tall like that. I, that was actually what I was going to ask next because I, I I've seen I remember seeing your dad in person and remembering that he wasn't real tall or not like you. So yeah. your mom must have some height with her, or is there more height on the dad side of the family that I don't know about?
2: Uh, well, everybody on my dad's side are just short and stubby, Right. I like the thing. Right. Uh, but then uh, on my mom's side, she's 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, okay. Uh, and then her dad was 6'6". Six, six, so, yeah, so there uh, it is. I, I got it most from her side. Um, she likes to say I got my athletic uh, side from her as well. So. <laughs> right. Sims, do you know why so people, his name is Ironhead? He's not Iron really head? good. She's like a Dennis Rodman type of player, so oh, I don't wow. give her too much.
1: <laughs> Sims, do you know why his name was Ironhead? I have a story here on Wikipedia. I don't know if it's uh,
0: Man, I'm, I I don't know, but I'm going to guess because he just would put his head down and nobody wanted to get in the That's way of it. That's part of it. Cam, nice.
1: is this Pool Q story true?
2: It is. Uh, All right, so you tell. Told me. Yeah, my mom uh, told me years back that, uh, Cal, Cal, Hold on one second. I'm sorry, that was my son who just walked in. All but, good, uh, don't worry. Um, we, they were at a boys and girls club, and uh, they he was talking crap as usual, and he ended up uh, getting a pull cue snapped over his head, uh, and he came home, and his mom called him Ironhead, and uh, the legend lives on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so great. some dude came up, smashed a pool cue over his head, right. and his mom goes, "You're an iron head. And <laughs> he's, now he's ironhead for the. He's a Jersey and, meathead, and I like apparently it. he wore yes, an sir. eight and three quarters hat.
0: Wow, that's Definitely. your size head. That six. is not my side, size head. I like it. All right, so
1: you got the Saints this week, so there's no rest for the mm-hmm. weary. How do you how do you keep that energy going? I, we want to see you go on a run. Sims picked you guys to win the Super Bowl before the year.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I think uh, what we have to do is realize uh, we're playing another good team. Uh, We have to be ready for, um, you know, a really good offense that's balanced in both the run and the pass. Um, And just prepare our butts off. Um, Don't take anything uh, for granted, but understand that, uh, you know, we got to go out there and win it. No one's going to give it to us.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: Awesome. Cam, you're the man, dude. Really appreciate it. And if again, if you want to check in and see what he's doing, make sure that you go to sportsmatter.org. Cam, c- congratulations. Good luck. We appreciate your time, buddy.
2: Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Good
0: Definitely,
2: luck, man. man. Kick ass.
0: And vote for him for Thanks. the Pro Bowl and the All-Pro. Give it to us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, guys. See you, All dude. Right, see
0: you, bud. Be good. See you. Oh, man. He's, <laughs> oh, a, he's a beast.
1: Hey,
2: hey, man. Yeah,
1: he's a beast. My G Suite just signed just me out. Just popped up. Isn't that the worst. Did that just happen to you? No, it did not. I only have like my live that show. It usually
0: happens on a Monday, though, for me. But you know what I respect, just as a, I'll let you figure that out? I'd love out? to know. It's just, you know, God. you know how we talk about like, you know, teams who put a lot of pressure on their great corners, right? You know, like New England, for instance. They put a lot of pressure on Stefan Gilmore and J.C. Jackson. And yes. I we'll talk about that in a minute. Pittsburgh is like the same way, except with their D tackles. I mean, they they basically you're right. go to
1: it and Hayward. You play gonna eat, all game. You're gonna do
0: seventy snaps. Right, get after the quarterback. Stop the run. Do you everything. You used to
1: say this about Minnesota. Yeah.
0: Normally, does Pittsburgh get tired by the end of the year? No, Pittsburgh has better depth than years past. It started to get better last year, and what they have now with Hargrave in there, J.D. Walton, right. McCullers, they got Chickarrillo to go to yeah.
1: who, if you remember out of Tennessee, yeah. was like 6'8", 350, and people were like, I just don't know what he can do. Right. And the Steelers went, he can give us... 10 to 15 snaps is what does. he can do. Right. Yep. All right. Um, let's just
0: go back to Rams-Eagles really quick. Okay. The other thing about the... Do you uh, want to just stop, stop for a minute and read them over, and then we'll start up uh, again? So that was gross. Know, yeah. No,
1: I'm really good at doing it on the fly. Okay. And fine. I've
0: already read it. All right, fine. Which side... Of, we were on the Eagles' offensive side of the we ball.
1: We were, right. The other thing that you wrote in your notes about the Rams' defense was they're afraid of, let, of putting their corners on an island. Yeah. So how long has this been the issue?
0: Well... You know, again, I didn't judge it too hard. You know, what was my issue with them like a week ago, two weeks ago? I said they do too much on defense at times, right? I have no problem with them being simple. And they've actually been simple the last two weeks. Okay. But within being simple doesn't mean you got to be soft. Like, they're, they're, it's off, soft zone the whole game. And at some point on third and threes and third and fours. They weren't jamming at they all. They got to get, like, I'm going to say three plays. I'll tell you, I thought really. And no one of the Eagles had just scared them. that. That that's, was one of the shocking things of the game to me. It really was. And and what's weird is, like, one of the first third downs of the game, they jammed and Ertz beat to Tlaib on the little fade. Yes. And I feel like they that became gun-shy from that point on. But at some point. You know, I always look at a team, right? And you and I, and we both do this together. Where's the money on your team? And is it performing? Damn, there's a lot of money in that Rams secondary. And there are a lot of good players. And Put some
1: pressure on them.
0: They're going to have to take some of the pressure. For games like this, when their offense isn't great, it's kind of an ugly game. They're, and they need some extra help stopping the run or maybe getting pressure at the quarterback Yes, because they could have they needed to blitz a few times last night or do something to change wow. the pace of the game, and they didn't do that, and they're very reluctant to put Peters and Tlaib in those situations. I'm going
1: to wrap up my Eagles point with this. Yeah. Do I think they could beat the Texans at home? I do. I yeah. think the Texans are a pretty rough uh, away team. Do I think they could beat Washington? Yes. Do I think that Minnesota and Carolina could lose a game the rest of the year? You bet your ass, especially with Minnesota playing Chicago. Yeah. Do I think Dallas could lose two games? Home against Tampa Bay at the Giants? Yeah. Maybe not, but it could happen too. Right. I'm not going to talk in this whole playoff percentage, 32%, whatever. If it happens, great. And this whole Carson Wentz coming back and playing, in my mind, we've entered... It's either Nick Foles magic man or bust. Yeah, I don't want Carson Wentz back. in No, no,
0: it's got to go this way. It's a fractured
1: back. Sit him. Put him on IR. Get him out here. There's what are you going to do? Nick Foles is going to lead you to the playoffs. You put Carson Wentz in the divisional game. Get the fuck out of here. I know. I know. No way.
2: No.
0: No way. That it's Nick Foles
1: team right now. Yeah, just and not because of performance. Right. You have a fractured back. Yeah. Get away. I get you. Go hunting with your brother.
0: I'm with you. No, he wants to stay there and be supportive. You're right. That's rude. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> read
0: read the Bible
1: with uh, Nick before the game. Jeez. Um, the other thing I was going to say yeah. is no one's really questioning the Rams' defense allowing points. They've been doing that for a better part of the year. Yeah. The Rams' offense is now the thing that everyone is going, what the hell? And right. even before I looked at your notes, mm-hmm. I had it written down as the number one thing to ask you. The overrated nature and possibly silent assassin, the bye week. Yes, right? Every team every year looks at the bye week like a vacation. The Rams were not just cruising. They had an all-time performance against the Chiefs. It is so bad to have the bye week when you're performing well. When you're not, then the season goes in the direction. I'm really starting to believe that teams go the opposite direction once they hit the bye week. A lot of if not, you've been killing it, you're yeah. going bad. And you tell the story about the 10-0 and 0 vi- Titans all the time.
0: Yeah, 10-0 and Titans, or the 6-0 and 0 Broncos where I was on. 6-0 and the 0 bye Broncos, week. bye week, probably didn't win a game. I night. think we lost five in a row after it. I mean, or maybe six. We might have gone 6-0 to 6-6. Six and six. It was something like Momentum that. Momentum is real. It is. And their bye week was after the game of the year. Right. Right? Everybody telling you how awesome it is. Jared
1: Goff was better than Patrick Mahomes. Right.
0: It's Thanksgiving weekend, oh. so they probably even had an extra, like... Super fat. Exactly. Super fat, extra drinks, even an extra day off yes. on the bye week, whatever it may be.
1: Offense was not good against the Lions. No. Comes back the next week, scores, what, three points against the Bears? Right. Then comes back the next week, and really didn't have it going all night. I've heard people saying that they go, teams are letting the Rams run. Right. Right. They're going, we're not going to fall for any of your play action. If you want to do those jet sweeps, run it. Run yeah. it for twelve
0: plays. Is that what you saw in the film? No. It's it's Good. yeah. No, it's it's um there's it's the more guard to it, it? that. Well, of course it is. I mean, okay, so there's so many things I want to say here. First of all, before we even dive into this, I just want to make one more statement about their defense as it pertains to the offense, because oh, you brought it they up. They do connect. Because the defense is built to be on a team that has a 10 and 14 point lead. They're not made to be in these. Oh, let's slug it, it out, out. Possession w- right? Possession. And they've it's played like the Chiefs, right? They've played three games in a row where the team has figured that out. And the common thing with all three games too is that they played defenses with good defensive tackles, and that is the issue there. The reason right. they aren't playing as well, Bears and Eagles, and even if you go back to the Lions game, and I'm going to pull it up because I'm pretty sure Gar- Gurley ran for a hundred yards against the Lions.
1: Yeah, but a lot of it it was, it was late,
0: yes. and it was like two. Big runs late I know, in the game because I
1: had the Rams as a ten and like a ten point favorite, Great. and I was sweating it out the entire. Okay, game.
0: that's all I wanted to say because that was a misleading stat line. Oh yeah. To me, the issue is exactly the running game, and what I saw on film is that the fact that they can't run the ball consistently the last three weeks, and teams have realized there's issue in the interior part of that offensive line. They have said, okay, yes, we're not going to commit a lot of people to the run. But because teams are calling their bluff, is what I'm saying. They're going, our front four can stop your offensive line, it's and we're going to drop everybody. And we're going to drop. And and so they're not see dropping.
1: You, they're, they're really challenging them to run.
0: They are. They're calling their bluff. Isn't it crazy you challenge a team to run with Todd Gurley? And it's, I mean, this is what got them. And what's the killing this now is now that they're not being able to run, their offense, as we know, and we've tried to tell people who it's the all best. It's off the play action. It's all off the run game. They're one of the best running teams in football. You wrote here, it can't always be inside zone.
1: Yes. So it sounds like when you write that, that the Rams can have a running game, but they can't rely on these guards to do side-to-side movement. No,
0: they got to change some schemes in their run game. It cannot be – when I tell you they run the ball 20 times a game, 18 of them are inside zone. Right. Can
1: you simply explain an inside, inside zone? Inside
0: zone is like all five working as a unit, kind of going in one area and just blocking somebody. You're in in your area, and, and then, why
1: does that magnify their guards?
0: Well, it magnifies their guards a lot of the times because. It's still going to be them man to man on a defensive tackle, and if they don't get a good get off or something like they that, they get tossed. They get tossed, but it just makes it predictable. So do you want double teams? I want some double teams. They need to run some pulling guards. They need to. You do want to pull like, those guards that you don't like? Yeah, they got to do something. They got. To, they're not doing any good in what they're doing now, so they got to do something different. I'm just. Jared saying.
1: Goff has to get hurt. Sean Mannion <laughs> comes in. Then Sean McVay will
0: actually scheme. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. They just got to change some looks up because I do think they're very predictable off that and. When their run game doesn't work, again, this is one of the best running teams in football. This is the number one play-action-pass team in football. Absolutely. Right? And now, the zone's not working. The play-action-pass isn't as good. And now, because the running's not working, of course the play-action-pass isn't as good. And because the running's not as good, the play-action screens are not as good. And then... Off of that, would their other run that they like to sprinkle in, and you've seen them do this, Lefko, where he kind of turns like he's going to give inside zone and then he flips it out yes. because they get on the edge because we've been killing you with zone, yes. zone, zone. And then he takes a false step and they flip it on the outside and he gets on the edge. Well, that's not working either because everyone's going, well, we, we don't need to overly aggressively react to the lack of your inside zone run game right now. And that's the issue. But every team has issues on their football team and we have found out that the rams biggest issue is depth on their team in general they are yeah, they well, they front loaded their the the top heavy team
1: right and it's week 15 and yes. this is when it
0: starts to show and it starts to show i do wonder if they're worn out a little bit and 65 66 in the middle are issues for that football team and sapfool's nothing great either i mean he's nothing great but 65 and 66 are an issue that i am concerned with for you're the rest you're
1: forgetting one number that has a 6 in it also Sixteen. Yes. I'm going to read little clippets of your notes about Mr. Jared Goff. Yeah. He is spoiled in that the first guy is usually wide open. Yeah. Such a bad throw. It's continuous. Rams will now realize it all revolves around Gurley. Goff fumble, bumble, stumble. Higby was open for huge gain. Goff can't make off-schedule plays, Miss two wide-open touchdowns. This was a bad game. And we blamed last game on two things. Yeah. Three things. Yeah. You're playing Chicago. Right. You're playing in Chicago. Weather, right. And it's really cold. Yeah. You're playing in L.A. It's warm against a defense that Dak Prescott shredded. Yeah.
0: What What's going on? I mean... It's he's in a funk. There's no doubt about it. And you know, the thing we praised about he him looks early in the helpless at some He times. does. He's he's helpless, right? He's lost his confidence in his mojo a little bit because he's not exactly sure where the ball is going to go outside of when it leaves his hand right now. He he's I mean, just think about the interception. The zip's not there. The zip is not there, right? The ball is doing like these whirly turnovers yeah. as it spins. It's like a soft spiral. And the accuracy is not there as well. I mean, you know, you think about the interception that Avanti Maddox got. Sure. That ball was th- dying out. I mean, he had a dive on the ground to get it. That was a comeback route. He threw, I'm going to say, 10 to 15 feet off target inside. I mean, the guy, he's open. If he throws it towards the sideline and leads him out to the sideline, it's going to be a completion. But he totally missed the target. You know, think about at the end of the half, they kicked the field goal, if you remember, to go make it 13, right? Yes. He had Gurley down the middle. I mean, Gurley's running. Threw it behind him. Threw it behind. I mean, he's he's wide. I mean, it's it's two plays before that, he had a wheel route to Gerald Everett. Wide. Touchdown. Out of bounds misses him. High. At the very end of the game,
1: to see Sean McVay's face after some of the Jared Goff passes. Yeah. Even I could tell Sean was sitting there going, What's going on yeah, right now? Yeah,
0: he is. He's, his mechanics are a little flawed. He's getting that frozen front shoulder that I've talked about. You and I have talked about how his arm angle breaks a little right. bit. And I think between that and nobody is immune to the fact that his guards have moments of getting run over. And gotcha. he's going, he's, he's, his internal clock has been screwed up the last three weeks. Because he's
1: had one clock for 13 weeks, and now he's had a an expedient clock. Now he's like, clock. damn,
0: wait, well, I used to count to three before I threw this ball, right. and now i I got to throw it at one and a half or I'm getting decked.
1: Which is so crazy, Sims, because what did everybody tell us when he was drafted? Yeah. He's made to be off balance. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look at his year at Cal. He had no good offensive lineman. He throws on the run. He's. We were told explicitly that Jared Goff is better scrambling around than Carson Wentz. Yeah, and I don't think it's close. Of course
0: not. No. Of course not. It's, it's, it's definitely not. And this was always my concern with Goff. And this is the thing that, you know... Hey, I was very apologetic. I just thought of all that crap. I was very apologetic towards him early in the year because yeah. we saw him make plays off schedule. He is, he, he had a different arm back. Right, there. right now he is. Yes, I mean he is not making any plays off schedule. No, he's hurting the team more than he's helping them right now. And yeah, he's just kind of fallen in love with, uh, in line with the rest of their team where they've all lost. You know, mechanics, they're dying out. I don't know what it is either way. And they played three teams that match up with them pretty well, too. I have another theory. Yeah,
1: go ahead. Let me hear it. Remember we have the Patriots theory, that when you play the Patriots, what they key on on your offense, every team afterwards goes, we'll take that away, too. Sure. I mean, it started with Patricia. Patricia. Yeah, I know. And the Lions. I know. And thinking back, did did Patricia really show the blueprint?
0: I do think to a degree, Patricia showed at the very least – A'Shawn Robinson and and snacks. and snacks over those guards can handle that by themselves. What were people doing before that this never came to the forefront? You know, I think that, you know, people were just trying to they, let's, let's put an extra guy in the box. Let's they weren't trusting those players. Are they more blitzing the edges? Yeah, not necessarily. I just don't think the Issues there had been revealed yet. I think the Rams were kind of lucky that they had not, and I'd have to pull up their schedule. I'm going to pull it up right now. Pull it up. I'm pretty sure they had played a schedule that did not have – the defensive tackles that they've had to face. Well, Chris Jones had a lot of success. Chris Jones had success. He did, no <laughs> doubt about it. So there you go. Seahawks before that. Not no special D tackle. Saints before that. Yeah, I mean, Sheldon had a few good plays in that game. Sheldon Rankins, he did. He I don't. I don't know if Wilkerson was available for the Packers. He got hurt, I believe, in that game. But they did have success early on. The Packers yeah. did. Yep, they sl- Niners. Niners slowed down the
1: run. Broncos. Well, the real question is Cardinals next week, Niners the week after that, are not going to – the Rams should be fine. Yes, (laughs) they should be. But my other thing that I'm
0: thinking is – The 49ers game will be dangerous. That'll be dangerous. You talk about Kyle Shanahan's gonna have a chance to screw up his buddy Sean McVay and, and it's in LA. division rivals like maybe two seed in the NFC playoffs, the 49ers are gonna get off on that. They're gonna they're gonna be motivated to play. They they're go, great against yeah, Seattle. they're gonna be like, oh, this is cool. We can we have one more game here and it means <laughs> something and we can kind of ruin it for them. That's that's what division teams are there for.
1: They're gonna bounce back, but I'm gonna say that when you look at the conference standings right now and you realize that the Rams are eleven and three and the bears are 10 and four yeah the saints play panthers Steelers, panthers yeah if the saints lose to the panthers which i don't think is that crazy and then lose to the Steelers, if the saints somehow don't get one of these buys and the bears get the buy i'm willing to say that i think the bears can go that not can i'm willing to say the bears are going to the super bowl yeah Because I don't think the Saints or the Rams are going into Chicago in January and winning that game. And I definitely don't think Dallas or Seattle or Minnesota will. And then if the Bears have to go to L.A. for the championship game, There's going to be more Bears fans than Rams fans by, like, 4X. No doubt. 5X.
0: No doubt. That game's not going to change anything. To me, Bears going to the Rams is not going to change anything. Other than that you would think golf (laughs) and the offense would be a little more comfortable there. I don't
1: know. After what you're telling me, Akeem Hicks may have five sacks.
0: But, yeah, the matchup issues are not going to go away that they have there. Billy O. Greg Williams. Oh, (laughs) they were just things that I – let's talk about that right now. Here, Billy O. Billy O'Brien. Billy O'Brien. 3rd and test. 11. 13 minutes and 41 seconds in the third quarter. Calls a timeout in the game the other night. Those are things where I wrote it down because I wanted to see if it came back to bite them in the ass.
1: You're, and it was already 2nd and 20. you You're 3rd and 11. But I'm saying before
0: that. Right. But you're going, it's 3rd and 11. Who cares? Like, your, your conversion rate for 3rd and 11 is probably in the 20s, maybe high teens. And it's probably... better than 3rd and 16. Right. So you're going to waste a second half timeout on 3rd and 11 on, I think it was like their own 29. And you know what happened the next play? Got sacked. Good thing they called that timeout to get sacked. Why'd you write Greg Williams down? Greg Williams? He went full Tropic Thunder. Okay. Where? At the end of the game the other night. It's 17 to 16. Kick the fucking field goal. Are you kidding me? (laughs) <laughs> like don't or, tell you're me you're if you, and then the comment mm-hmm. is we were going for the win so then you kick the field goal because that's what ensured more of the win because to miss the field goal and then give a quarterback oh I only have to go 30 yards to kick the field goal to win it right? or you kick a field goal and go up by 4 and now the quarterback's going to go 75 yards to score a touchdown that's the play to win the game I'm so sick of this aggressive Jason bullshit. Jason Garrett going for it on oh, fourth down. Oh, it's, it's everywhere. I'm so yeah, sick. Yeah, but you know Doug Peterson at midfield last night? I mean, are you kidding me? The Rams are in called. Strugglesville.
1: Fourth down and you're going to do a delay draw? You're going to
0: give the, like, the struggling offense Rams a chance to revive themselves? Matt Nagy? Faking a punt, the Packers can't move a ball on you and me on defense. And you're up seven, and which against you're them up is a comf- eight, you're comfortable lead, right? Yeah. And you're gonna fake a punt at midfield. Oh, guess what happened? Yeah, that's right. It happened. He scored a touchdown. Yeah, Aaron like, Rodgers. Why would you up. do that? Well, aggressive.
1: I think what you're saying is a very interesting point. Let's look around the media. Yeah, I'm not hearing those coaches being questioned. Nobody, by does. anyone. I know. You know why? Because when you go for it on fourth down. You can blame execution. You can blame player performance. That's a good point. Our guard didn't block. You're right. Our running back didn't get the edge.
0: So it's deflecting almost.
1: Because if you don't go for it, people can go, is Jason Garrett too safe? Is Billy O'Brien not getting the play call in time? Remember that delay of game? Greg Williams. I don't know. Cleveland needs a spark. Is he the right spark? But if you go for it on fourth down... You went for it. You did your job, which is to play Madden. Right. <laughs> Go for it on fourth down. That's a great point yeah. because I'm not seeing any think pieces about Jason Garrett today. I just don't understand it. But if if
0: it you know, if he would have kicked the field goal there, yeah. Wouldn't have been shut out? No, you wouldn't have been shut out. I mean, you just don't know there there everybody's undervaluing points and momentum. Belichick takes the field goal at all times. P- pretty much. I mean, when he gets in that situation, we saw. I mean, what weren't they down fourteen to ten, and, and he we, kicked the field goal? Yeah, well, not last night because they missed; they didn't kick it. But no, there was another time. Wait, that we're missing though. He no, it was 14-7. It was and 14-7. He had and one, and, and he, he kicked said, the field goal. A field goal. Exactly right, because he could see the game. He knew points were going to be at a premium, and that's my thing. Is
1: like you can go, oh, but look, the Cowboys needed to score points. I don't know. You gave the Colts so much momentum. Yeah. And it was like, bang, bang, two quick throws. And now your defense is dead. Right. They're dead. Yes. Kickoff, reset. Right. Feel happy about getting some points. Right.
0: Offense has a different feel when they come out in the field and they're going, oh, man, they just scored. Some people are aggressive.
1: Some people, it feels desperate. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's desperate and it doesn't work out, you put yourself in a worse hole. Yeah. Patriots, Steelers. I wanted to say that the first thing that I noticed from your notes about the Steelers' defense was pride. Hmm. And you expressed it there to Cam Hayward. They only brought three or four. They dropped everybody back. And you wrote that they were actually able to make Tom really uncomfortable they were. with three or four. They were. You were
0: proud of them. I was proud of them. I really was. I just, you know... Um... I don't know. I'm rooting for the Steelers this year. You said great job to disguise the concept. Great job.
1: You said that four rushers got Brady uncomfortable a lot. Brady rushed decisions with three rushers. It's not like him. Not like him. even that interception. Yeah, what was going on last? Yeah, night,
0: I mean he from just your viewpoint. He is. He is. Um you know he did it in the Dolphins game he, too. He's deaf. Share what you've seen the last two weeks. I'm going to shut. The he's a. It's all right. He's he's definitely jumpy right now. There's no doubt about it. There's been a number of times even before the last two weeks where I've gone, oh, mm, like old Brady would have sat there and patted the ball and hit that 25 yard out route. Brady right now is just going, oh, the guy's in the flats open. Let me just throw it and get it out. And I go, damn, that's just that's not Brady like. So those are little things that. It, to me, showing age maybe, not wanting to get hit a little bit, he's he's worried about that aspect of the game to a degree. But the Steelers, with those beasts they have up up uh, up front, I mean, they the pressure was on them. It was, okay, man, we're going to rush three and four the whole game, and you guys got to get there. And it doesn't have to be sacks like Cam Hayward said. You just got to make them feel uncomfortable, make them feel like people are around them, so he gets the ball out of his hand a hair quicker than and he wants. And where did he say? In, the, in face. the face.
1: yes. Brady is one of the best ever at stepping up in the pocket. Yes. But when the pocket's coming into him, how did the Eagles create pressure last year? Exactly right. Brandon Graham, right in his face. No doubt. You also wrote the Steelers doubled Gronk and Edelman
0: and wrote way to go Steelers. Yes. They did like New England shit in this game. On a few obvious past situations, they doubled those two. Or if, which is crazy because I'm more worried about Gordon. At this well, point. they doubled him too. He was a part of the rotation How do you too. All of them? It was just they. It was always two on a play. There was two guys got double. You can't double three. You're right. Yeah. No. But they took like if it was third and four, I felt like it was Edelman and Gronk, and I'd have to go back to chart that. If it was a little longer, then Gordon got doubled with Gronk or right. whatever it may be. But or it could have been Gronk and Gordon doubled, and then Joe Hayden man to man on Edelman. That's such a Patriots thing to do. They did a lot of that stuff. So between that and just a few situations, maybe four or five snaps the whole game. Yeah, And then, like I've said, I don't know if there's a defense right now in football that marries coverages together more. And when I say marries them together, it's like same thing I say with offense where I go, they make the same play looked different, right? It's it's the same play when he right. says said hut, but Andy Reid ran a fake reverse and a fake reverse the other way to make you think it was something different, but right. at the end of the day, it was the same damn play you prepared for all week. Yeah. And that's what Pittsburgh's good at. Pittsburgh might make it look like three deep, and you go, oh, they're playing three deep. And then the middle safety... It all of a sudden becomes Tampa 2. The two down safeties go back and play the deep safety. Man. The middle safety now is playing the linebacker position in Tampa 2 like he's down the middle. And you don't know until the ball is snapped what exactly it is. And those are little advantages, even though they look stupid on film or on TV against a guy like Tom Brady who's trying to look at the rush, he's talking to people in the line of scrimmage. Okay, I think this is it. They're in this defense. Let me check to this booty vibe. If I said oh, I got the ball, let me see. Oh, wait. They're in that coverage. Holy shit. I, I they were in another coverage right before I snapped it. Yeah. And it could it's just those little microseconds that can give your defense an advantage.
1: Alarm clock stealers are so good.
0: Oh, yeah. Like when they wake up, they're so good. They match up with anybody in the NFL. They're still one of the best teams in the league for my money. It's just whether they screw it up or not. So we'll
1: see. Last thing, just to wrap up that side of the ball. You really did say the Patriots were moving it well. Yeah. But it was mistakes and penalties. Never seen anything like it. For the for the Patriots that messed it up. Cannon with a huge uh, penalty right before the interception.
0: Cannon, Trent Brown had holding penalties. They had illegal formations. You know, uh, James White dropped a, a a tough throw on a third down at one point. It was just unpatriot like things we've seen for really two weeks in a row now. You know, again, added to the fact that Brady goes backwards in the pocket and throws a ball up for interception down in the red zone. I mean, those things just don't happen in New England. And at the same time, yeah,
1: so many Patriot things kept him in the game. Yeah, right. The punt downed at the one. Yeah, right. Uh, Belichick. Perfectly managing the clock at the end of the half so that Ben doesn't even yeah get to touch it right. I'm noticing a trend in the NFL yeah. of purposely taking false start penalties to keep the clock. There's moving. a loophole
0: in the NFL. You are noticing it too? Definitely yes.
1: Because I believe that the Patriots tackle purposely false started. He did, and the clock
0: kept running. He did. There's a they they found a loophole, and it happened in a game two weeks ago right. too. And I can't remember because I'm pretty Bears sure game? I wrote the notes. It might have been, but it was. It was the Bears-Rams It was the Bears. Rams Sunday night last week. McVay did it. Mc, was it McVay or Nagy? I can not sure remember. Wittworth. It happened in the game, though. You're exactly right. Yeah. There was like a minute and four left in the first half. They jumped offside. And then the clock kept They're running. Clock, so you cheat an extra 25 seconds. They have found a loophole. The NFL needs to fix it. Because, yeah, because I'm sa-
1: up. And then Romo's just waxing poetic. Oh, look at them. Look at this shift. Oh, and then Nance is like... Of all the touchdowns, you get excited about clock management. But
0: that's how a coach wins a game. It is exactly. It's not giving the ball back
1: to Ben at the end of the half.
0: Right. Knowing those those type of situations is what makes Belichick and and them awesome. Other side of the ball. I love when you write this down in your notes. Who guarded
1: who on the first third down? Yeah. And here's who guarded who. J.C. Jackson guarded Juju, right. and we saw how he made that play at the end. Yeah,
0: J.C.'s got he's got he's got
1: star potential. We you heard it here first. Yeah, Sims told you. J.C. Jackson, yep. look out for him. Gilmore on Eli Rogers. Right, we weren't expecting which that, right?
0: Eliminates Eli from the game. <laughs> it, did. it did, and then they
1: doubled him. Antonio Brown with Devin or Jason McCourty.
0: Gosh, I'm, it's as horrible as I've known these guys since they you were in high school. You wrote down 30. I think that's Jason. That's Jason it is. Devin's 30, 32. Devin's 32. Yeah.
1: So Jason McCourty and Harmon.
0: Harmon. They, they doubled, doubled Antonio. Antonio Brown. What right. did that tell you? Um, that told me that they like the size and strength of J.C. Jackson on Schuster, which I get. So J.C.'s a big kid. He is a big kid. And he plays physical. I think he, I want to say he's one, maybe. And I'm going to say like 205, I'll somewhere in that range. Yep. But then the... I think the other thing I'd look at, so then the... They just wanted to cancel out A B out of the thought 5, process. Five ten two oh. Oh, I was wrong. Okay, so he looks lot longer than that. But he but went to way,
1: Maryland, so he's an athlete.
0: Well, and he's strong as hell. Like, and you saw he was able to match up with Juju on back shoulder yeah. throws. The throw at the end, like you mentioned, where he got his arm there. And yeah, fourteen and bench press. Cro- Did he really? Yeah, yeah.
1: one hundred and twenty inch broad jump, thirty five and a half inch vert with a four four six. Yeah, he he's was athlete, a bro.
0: he was a top fifty pick in the draft, but he had off the field issues. That's why he ended up at Maryland because I believe he was at Miami before. That. So they liked
1: his matchup with Juju.
0: They liked his matchup with Juju. They
1: eliminated Eli Rogers.
0: They eliminated Eli Rogers. And really what they're trying to do more than anything is just go... Ben, don't even think about it over here. We got two on Antonio, so you're gonna have to go. And when a quarterback sees double coverage, he pretty much moves on from it right away. He he does. He he go, he pretty much goes okay. I mean yes, unless he feels like it's some certain route where he goes, ooh, they might have a hard time That's with why this. Why
1: Vance McDonald was bigger. So
0: on yeah, yeah, exactly right. So that and then your point to Gilmore like shutting Rodgers out. Yeah, like that was that was not even a, a contest. Now if they didn't double. It was Gilmore on AB and it was JC Jackson on. Uh, you think sh- JC is super special. I do. I really think he has a chance to be like a big time island type corner. Wait, where did you look up his thing? I looked I'm up looking the at the roster right now. It says he's 6'1, 193. Well,
1: I'm looking at him at the draft when he measured in from Oma Kali, Florida at 5'10, 201. That's so weird. Look at this. C- could he have gro- grown three inches? No, I don't think so.
0: But look, here, just. Say. Are they lying? Are the Patriots lying? I, I wouldn't know them to lie, but look, it's 6-1. One, one, I mean, it's, there he is. I don't know. It's
1: crazy. So he's lost 10 pounds, but he's grown three inches. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, incredible.
0: But, um, yes, I don't know what I was going to say there, but keep Steelers going. Steelers running game. Yeah.
1: I mean, how did it go from not – is it just because Dobbs was in their last game? Well, yeah,
0: and they they can run the ball. I hate to say it, but they can't Le- run Le'Veon's the ball value when do- is plummeting. Well, they can't run the ball when Dobbs is in the game and the defense goes, well, they're not going to throw the same stuff yeah. they would throw. So they can, Because you know,
1: Jalen looked phenomenal.
0: Jalen is good. I told you that for a long time ago. He has the type of style that fits what they do, too. Which is what? He's like a good, patient, zone-type runner. He has a lot of Le'Veon belt aspects. Mm. Let me attack the line of scrimmage and kind of bounce and wait until I see the hole. And then as soon as I see a hole, I'll make a move. He's got incredible balance. He's got deceptive speed. And he's got deceptive power, where he falls forward two or three yards. And, you know, that was fascinating itself. Back to your Gilmore, that second interception, Big Ben threw yeah, to Harmon. jam the crap out of Rodgers. It jammed him. Just ruined the play. To where Antonio's going to be open and get the catch. But damn, he's going to run he, into the He Rogers, ran into each other. Ran into each other because he couldn't get off the line of scrimmage. Ben's first interception was so stupid. Yeah, you wrote bad decision. No, bad throw, dumb decision, all special equals so stupid. So stupid. Was, what is that? It was like three verticals, right? And the safety was He threw the interception to the safety. He was over the inside vertical. The other two guys on the outside, they're gone. See you later. It's touchdown. James Washington is going to run by his guy down the seam, and there's no safety there. I really need juju in my playoffs. Oh, that hurt you. Yeah, it hurt you. I got eliminated. Another fascinating – oh, sorry. I I want to say this.
1: To all the fantasy football players that got eliminated this past weekend. Oh, gosh. No. Welcome to freedom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as soon as that game ended, and I knew that I didn't get enough points from Juju to win, yeah. the weight lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, The whole day, I'm nervous. It is so hard to watch a football game when you have rooting interest on one player. Because every play, Sims, I'm yeah. going, where's Juju? That would where's drive me Juju? Crazy. Every play, like 30-yard pass to AB, and I'm going, god damn, they're going to pick up Juju. Like, I can't even watch the game. yeah, Because I'm sitting there going... Juju's open, and he's not open, right. but I'm, it's bad. Right. I'm free.
0: Yeah, good. That's I get good. to be a normal football fan again. I hear you. Good. That's good. That would drive me crazy. I couldn't do it's that. so hard. So, other thing, too. The second touchdown pass to Antonio Brown, right? Yeah, you said they doubled A, B, and Juju? And Juju. And did I write anything else there? You wrote, not realistic assignment alignment by pass. Exactly right. So, they played a two-safety alignment. Everybody, I'll try to do my best here. But two safeties, just in your traditional spots. If you're the quarterback, everybody pretend they're the quarterback behind the center. Okay. Juju Smith Schuster is way out to the left. Okay, there's Juju. Yep. And then they got the next guy in is Antonio Brown. Okay. And they try to double both. And then so they the, have four so guys in the there. tight end, And then Vance. two other guys on the other side. Okay. Right. And they are the safety that's to the side of Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, he's kind of lined up over Juju in the slot. But as soon as the ball gets snapped, J.C. Jackson, who's guarding Juju on the outside, he jumps outside, right? And that safety immediately turns to Juju. So now they have him bracketed, right? And you're telling me the
1: other safety had to come from the other side of the field to
0: get to him Right, A-B. because they're trying to discourage Ben on the pre-snap read to think, there's another safety. You can't open. go over here.
1: Throw it up. Right. I would make him throw it to Washington so all
0: game. they probably should have. And I'm, I bet you that would be something next time they play them, he'll go, you know, if they line up in this formation, we can't try to do that. Because now McCourty was on Antonio Brown as soon as the ball was stepped, He jumped outside, right? Because he's going, So the I got the safety. The safety had to come across but the field. But he had field. to come all the way across the field, exactly right Damn. left go. And that's why Antonio that Brown again. was open. And no, they'll learn from that mistake, but that's why you saw him open for that touchdown there. They were actually trying to double-team him.
1: Patriots. Yeah. Steelers. Yeah. Wrap it up with this. The AFC seeding right now. It's wide open. Don't the ever Patriots, remember it. The Patriots are going to have to play, possibly, a wild-card game. Yeah.
0: I can't remember the last time they played the wild-card. 2009. Ray Rice up the middle, first play of the game for, like, 70-yard touchdown. Oh, and the Ravens just beat the crap beat the out crab. of them. Remember that? Yeah, it was the last time I think they played a wild card game. Pretty sure. Yeah, pretty
1: sure. And now Houston, with their comeback win over the Jets, they could end up getting this two seed. Yeah. And Houston is a dangerous team at home. Definitely. Definitely a dangerous team. But really the the story is
0: Patriots not having a bye. Yeah, that is. You're right. That's the story. I mean, it's just the the story is Patriots losing two in a row in December. Patriots losing two in a row. I don't believe that's happened since 2002. I was going to say, I don't remember it. 2002. I, so that was and that was the year they missed, right? They that missed was the playoffs. year after they won the Super right, Bowl. So they missed that year. They went ten and six. It and was didn't the only in.
1: time that like they had Brady play for a few games, and they like it wasn't the um when he got hurt from the Bernard Pollard year.
0: No, no, yeah. This was like he actually played, and they just didn't make it. Yeah, they didn't make it. They had to play. I remember that. I can remember it now that you're telling me. Last game of the year. Tell me if I'm right. They're playing the Miami Dolphins yes. at home, and they lost. And didn't they, they no, they won. But they had to have somebody else lose to get in, and it didn't happen. But I remember, it's just funny, I remember at the time because I was friends with some people in the NFL and coaches, and they were all, even that year, were like, We're so glad New England didn't get in. Because if New England got in, I just, there's something about, they were already saying that that was it, and there's something about them. Yeah, there's something about them. They just seem unflappable, Brady and Belichick.
1: But. Yeah, big weekend, and then we got Chargers Baltimore this week. Which yeah. uh, you're already all over Baltimore in that game.
0: If you If you want to know right now, I think it's a horrible matchup for the Los Angeles Chargers. I know yeah. we don't normally do this. Yeah, go ahead. Okay.
1: What do you think it should be? So really explain why you like you were saying this in the meeting today. This could be a really bad matchup for the Chargers.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a tough matchup for the Chargers. For one, we know the Ravens defense is really good. So I do think they're going to give the Chargers offense a tough time. And I know the Chargers offense is really good, too. I'm not trying to take anything away. I'm just saying I don't think you can expect the Chargers offense to score 30 points this week. I think it'll be that type of game. And. You know anybody that's out there? Dial up some film or turn on a game of the Chargers. Look at their defensive line and their linebackers. It's I would I would say it's the smallest group in football. And now you got to play the Ravens. What
1: the line is Chargers by four and a half. Ooh. Man, the problem with the Ravens is every time I watch them like Sunday, it's like 14 play drives that end in field. It's scary.
0: It's never going to make you feel comfortable betting on the Ravens ever. No, but I like a better as underdogs. It's it's a it's they're a a bludgeoning group, but I do think they can run the ball on the Chargers straight downhill and put them in a big. Do you
1: want to go next Chargers Chiefs or Colts Cowboys? Um, I guess let's go Chargers Chiefs. Let's do that. Let's do more AFC. Yeah. Chargers Chiefs. Yep. My favorite moment of the game. Mm hmm. Tony Gonzalez is in the booth and he says about Antonio Gaines. I mean, he still play he must love football. I love when football players that are retired admit that they didn't love football for the last few years. Right. That it became too much. Right. That it's like so overwhelming for them. That's a weird aside for me, but Mahomes, you know, has to carry the team again. But do you believe that Phillip Rivers should be in the MVP
0: race? Yes. I do. He definitely should be in the MVP race. He's number
1: 2 for me over
0: Breeze. I I don't think that's That's just me being an yeah, asshole. Yeah, well, I know you're being an asshole, but I don't, I don't think, think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I think if you looked at the quality of Philip Rivers throws this year and the degree of difficulty That Travis Benjamin throw at the end
1: on fourth down was insane. I mean, and um He was like Troy Aikman was just like oh obsessing about
0: it. Yeah, he should have because that's like that's incredible feel and just timing and going exactly what's like,
1: wild is is even before he th- like he threw it and it's like he didn't even know Benjamin was going to go a little bit more vertical I know. with the route. He
0: wasn't even at the top of his route to where he was going to break it off yet. No, So that just tells you years of practice, practice with him, him you know how I talk about body language with receivers, him having a good idea, trusting that your receiver is going to go if we said all week we're going to break this off at 12 Motherfucker, you got to break it off at twelve. Like yeah. you can't break it off at eight in a big moment. And then I threw it to twelve, and all of a sudden you get getting complete. And you look at me and go, oh, "I was open." And you go, "No, we didn't talk about it that Am way. Am I
1: crazy that Mike Williams had the game of his life, and he should have caught about five more balls? And I, why do they throw to Tyrell Williams so much? Yeah, I don't know. He's not even like he's he wasn't even the third best receiver on the on the field for them at the end of the game, and he was getting every ball. They don't play favorites, like. They're not but like, they kept putting Tyrell in the ISO spot,
0: yeah, they they just I, I have no direct answer for you there. And I'll break this down deep dive on on Thursday, okay, cause I haven't watched this film yet. But they're not a team that I look at and goes, oh, we're designing these plays for this guy. Right. They just feel like they're good Anybody enough. Anybody in any route. Exactly right. And then and Philip will go through the reads and he'll get the ball to the guy. Other than like third and four, where then, then they might call some Keenan Allen great yeah. change of direction routes. Other <laughs> than that, they just call plays and they go, one of our guys is going to get open and Phillip's going to find him.
1: Shout out to Anthony Lynn. Yep. His clock management at the end of the game. Phenomenal. Left it to where Mahomes didn't even
0: get a That's second. That's right, right. Going for two. Going for two, which I love. Right. It's their weakness of their team versus your strength. Do it right here. This Let's was go. all of the fears you had about the Chiefs. Yeah. All the fears I had about the Chiefs. We saw. I still think they can win a Super Bowl. I do too. I do too. Because Mahomes does things I've never seen before. They got to have one thing, though, to win the Super Bowl. That's, this is my big takeaway from that game. One thing, and it goes back to our money conversation, right? Where's the strength of your team? Where's the money on your team spent? Who are they missing? They're missing a guy that's being paid like Odell Beckham Jr. at the wide receiver position, mm. okay? That's an issue for them.
1: Yeah, Sammy Watkins has not played hardly at all this hardly year. Hardly at
0: all. And that is the game that emphasized it more. We've seen...
1: That was always the issue, by the way, of, yeah. of paying Sammy Watkins. My issue is not that he wasn't talented.
0: Right. My issue is that I feel like he misses eight games a year. He's been dealing with a foot injury since he got in the NFL. And then and you when know he what he's plays, he goes for like 140 yards, right. and then he misses the next game. Right. And he's dealing with a foot injury again. You know what I mean? But think about the Chiefs and the games that their offense hasn't put up big numbers. I'm not talking about games they lost, like the Rams, the Patriots. But think about Broncos, right? Sure. Think about Arizona, these soft, soft zones. Are are you going to run the ball? Are you going to throw it short on us
1: consistently? You said the Chiefs had to run it 15 or more times. They ran it 15, and they were not running it consistently.
0: I mean, first of all, you have to do what you think is going to give you the best chance to win the game. And I just have a hard time. Andy Reid watched the film of the Chargers. He had a look and go, damn, their nose tackles is 285. Damien Williams was having success. He was gashing them. I mean, the last touchdown drive they had, they ran it up the middle every time. The screens were open because the Chargers were 25 yards down the field. Mm. They were going, we're not going to let Tyree, Tyree Kill, Kill and Kelsey at 20 yards beat us all game long. So that was where my Sammy Watkins point is. Sammy Watkins, they need him to beat. There's no Kareem Hunt anymore, which they miss him too in the yeah, past game, yeah. the check down and him turning up and getting 10 yards. And jumping over humans. But think Right. But think about the, the Chiefs. They're made to outshoot you. That's how they've orchestrated their team. There's no real studs on the defensive side of the ball except for weapons. 95. Yes. And Tyree Kill needs somebody else to help him out. They he keep needs sending
1: the Zada him to his ocho Cinco. Exactly.
0: They keep sending him deep, him deep. But there's nobody to come underneath to really scare the defense. Also, what happens too? We saw Tyree kill come underneath and catch shallow crosses early in the year because Sammy Watkins was in, and he could be the guy that ran deep uh... sometimes. So you could switch up their versatility a little bit. I do think that. Was brought out in big lights that, that the other night to go. Yeah, they might get away with this against some teams, but this is the Chargers who have just enough defense to slow yeah. them down, and then they have an offense to take advantage of your shit defense. I
1: feel like the Chargers are better on the road.
0: They do seem like the ultimate. I feel like I feel, like, against the, a world I feel team. like both LA teams
1: when they're at home, it magnifies how they don't have a fan base, right? And they feel bad. Yeah, and then on the road, they're like we're underdogs. Yeah,
0: there's like no energy in their home stadium.
1: Chargers. Down like 14 the steel even more to the Steelers come back and win. Yeah. Down that amount of points to the Chiefs come back and win. Right. Pretty unbelievable. It is. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they're it's a weird weird thing being an LA. What's your level of confidence in the Chargers now? Because I was insulting them and I had to eat a lot of crow on yeah, that.
0: Yeah, you did have to eat that, huh? Um I look at them and lump them together. You know, again, I think they're dangerous. Could they be in the Super Bowl? Certainly. I look at them and go, hey, join the party of the, you know, AFC and the the flawed conference. That's what they should. The, the American oh, flawed oh, conference. Wait, the, oh,
1: wait, the American flawed conference.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a, they all have flaws to me. I mean, Kansas City, great offense, shit secondary. Houston, great defense. But when they play a good defense, damn, their offensive pass game is just not good enough to carry them in those type yeah. of games. That's why they struggled against the Jets last week. New England. You know, I don't know. They got, I don't know what the New England flaw is right now. Lack of big plays in the pass game. I don't know what you want to say. Slow people on defense. Slow people, right? Lack of, whatever that may be. You know, Pittsburgh's the one team I look at when they don't fuck it up. I just go. that's their flaw. It is. It their is. flaw is that Them's Big Ben and Tomlin are prone to dumb to make mistakes. Dumb mistakes, you're right. Lack of discipline. Chargers, I worry about what we'll see this week. Big people. Big people against them, pushing their 195. Ravens putting people. up points. Exactly right. Colts, success away from home field. Yeah, Right, that's what I mean. So you go through it, right? Like the Ravens, what happens in that game where the Ravens can't run the ball all of a sudden? Are they going to be able to rely on the pass game to get them over? Well, the, I don't know yet. We haven't seen it, but it, I, I got to see it to believe it. The
1: Ravens' flaw is that any team is a, is in it against them for sixty minutes.
0: Yeah, pretty much. You're right. They're never they're never no they're never oh. going to put teams out because they're just not going to score enough to put you out.
1: All right. So that that that. Oh, wait. Colts Cowboys. Yeah. I saw something that Prescott is completing. This is before the the cowboy the Colts game. Yeah. He was completing eighty percent against zones, but it was almost entirely short base passes. Yeah. And before the Colts against zone coverage no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Mm. This was earlier. Yeah. The Colts sat in zone. Amari Cooper was a non-factor. Yep. I want to say that Zeke, honestly, was a few like moves away from breaking runs it the was. entire game. Right. But this offense. Yeah. They had, they had three games at home. They had their first game on the road, kind of like I predicted. I liked the Colts in this matchup. Yep, you did. But... What did you see from that offense that kind of gave them the
0: first shutout in 15 years? Blown opportunities? Now, to like the Cooper zone thing, that's that's real. I mean, just think about it. When you think about Cooper's big place, Thanksgiving, it was man-to-man against the Redskins. You know, last week, it was man-to-man on when Balsby. When I read
1: that, it almost infuriated me that the Eagles sat in man-to-man the entire game.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, duh. it's ridiculous, right, to even put them. They don't have the type of offense that's schematically creative enough that's going to expose zone coverage all game long. It's just not good enough. Unless they're running the ball so well that, okay, now play actions and boots are making things so wide open. Can any
1: team play zone, or are there more teams that just play zone-based defenses? Like, what do you mean? Like, what are you saying? Like, Like, does every... Can any team play zone all the time if they wanted to? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely,
0: yes. Like, could Tampa, this week against Dallas, sit in zone the whole time? They could, Yes. Yes, they definitely could. They're, they're just... Why not? Yeah, I mean, that's... To me, you're playing the Cowboys, you just go... The the first thing I would go is, okay, run game, Zeke, we got to stop that. Next thing is, let's just not let Amari Cooper go deep on us, you know? Let's yeah, get, have a guy get there... Get by Gavin Escobar. Right, and what happens, too, is, I mean, in man-to-man, his route tree is simple. It's a go route, it's a post-corner route, or it's a slant route, and he outruns everybody. But when you play zones, okay, there's a guy sitting there for the slant route. You know, when you run the post corner route, there should be some guy underneath that to discourage that. Yeah. You know, when you run the go route against zone, the corner should be cover three, press bail on top of it, not letting him run by you. So I think that's the issue. Cowboys, same thing as always, though. Just like last week, had moments of dominating the game and didn't capitalize on it.
1: Zeke getting stopped on fourth down inside the five when, as we were talking about before, just kicked the field goal. Right. They got the uh, field goal blocked to start the game. Amazing field position to the
0: Colts, right? Where else they had another? They have, they didn't convert on two fourth and ones. They had a fourth and two that they converted on and threw a pass down the middle to the Beasley that called back for offensive holding, mm. right? How so, big of an issue is not having Zach Martin? It's it's an it's an issue. I think what even made it worse is once Sua Filo got hurt yesterday, oh, and then wow. they had to go one more down the line. That made it even worse because he got I think he got poked in the eye or something like that, man. Um. But yeah, the Cowboys are the type of team that once it became seventeen nothing, like it's night night. They're not the type of team that's gonna like, oh yeah, Dak's gonna drop back and be- win a shootout come back. That's not the way in they the play. The way that
1: the Rams defense is built to be up fourteen, the Cowboys offense is built to be up
0: fourteen. Right, exactly right, exactly right. I mean, the, the Cowboys had the ball for twenty minutes out of the thirty minutes in the first half. Wow, and it was ten nothing Colts. So, what I mean, do you think about the Colts? That
1: should tell as you a, a lot. As
0: a, just a team overall. The thing that I think is the most surprising... uh, T.Y. Hilton got off. T.Y. Hilton got off. Not as... They shut down Ebron. They did shut down Ebron. Marlon Mack ran for like 130 against that Dallas defense. That's the surprise of the day. And, you know, those are things that I enjoy going back and self-scouting myself on. Is going, yeah, like, that's an area that I overlooked in that matchup. Which part? Just the fact that the Colts' interior three are just a bigger, f- more physical, powerful three than the the Woods and Malik Collins combo for Dallas at D tackle, who are a little are have decent size, but are a little more speed based. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna shoot the gap and create the create you know chaos that way. Colts are like like I always say, every team has their kryptonite, every unit has their kryptonite. Dallas met theirs yesterday. They went, oh damn, wait, our quickness they're, we're a little quicker than them, but not as quick as we quicker as as we usually are. And whoa, they're really powerful. Like whoa, they're pulling guards and like Marlon Max running up the middle for ten yards before he gets touched. Those type of things. That's where I kind of overlook right, it. So I want to ask you this question. Yeah, I'm not down on the Cowboys though. I'm not. N- neither am I. Yeah. It was a
1: look. It was your first road game in a month. It was the first quarterback with a speed receiver you've played in a month. Right. It was the spur- it was the first good offensive line you faced in a month. Mm-hmm. You didn't have Zach Martin, and you came out there and you got beaten by the zone, and you had a few opportunities to score and
0: you messed it up. Exactly right. They didn't get beaten like that, but no. you did get shut out. I know the score looks like they got beaten, but it really is not. You know, conducive to felt what the more game
1: like a 21, 14 ten or ten. Yeah, yeah, something
0: like that. Right. Are we rooting for the Ravens
1: to get the six?
0: Or the Colts say this six. It's one
1: of the two. We're not rooting for the Titans.
0: Absolutely get not. Get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, and nor are we you rooting bumps. for the Dolphins.
1: No. I just want the Dolphins to get one more win so that I hit my over for the season. <laughs> okay, I hope that happens. I got that at plus 145. Damn, so they
0: gotta play the Patriots. And the Bills. And the Bills. All my money's on the Bills. And what's incredible, Dan, they gotta I go took like the two, two buffalo. I, I took the Bills oh, under. Hey, they don't have to play the Patriots. It's the Bills and who's the other game? I'll find it. You want me to get it first? I'll beat you. He can't beat. Oh, I messed up. I clicked uh, the wrong I win. one. I won. I won. Buffalo and Jacksonville. Damn, Perfect. they're not out of the woods yet.
1: Okay, but what it could come down <laughs> to if the Dolphins lose and let's say the Bills lose. Yeah. That that last game of the year, if the Dolphins win, I hit my Dolphins over and my Bills under. But if the Bills win, I lose both bets.
0: Oh man, that'd be cool. Oh, it's exactly what I hope for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm with you. Colts or Ravens? Yeah, Colts or Ravens. The Colts play the
1: Giants and at the Titans. Yeah. Can win both. Yeah. That Titans game, though, is going to be unbelievable. Yep. The Ravens play at the Chargers, which is very losable. It is. And then home against the Browns. Very losable. losable. Right. Are we rooting for the Colts or the Ravens? What's the best six in the AFC? Because think about it. Hold on. Let me just look at the standings. Let's say that it stays to how it is right now with the Houston getting the two seed. Right, that would mean that New England, that this team goes to New England. Would we rather the Ravens or the Colts go to New England?
0: The Ravens. Me too. Yeah, I want to see the Ravens in as much as I because do the like Ravens the Colts. Just
1: run all over.
0: The, the, that would be that would be and a bad a thing defense. for the New England page. They would not want to see the Ravens come to town because the you know again. The Patriots want to run the ball too. This is not the old Patriots. They still want to go I formation and do. They did that yesterday. Just every time they broke a big run, somebody got called for holding. If the
1: Patriots fall to the 4, would they rather be the 3
0: and play the Ravens or the 4 and play the Chargers? Oof, man. That's a good question. They match up better with the players on the field for the Chargers and my right? and my money, for my money, yes. So
1: we're rooting for the Ravens to get the six. Yeah,
0: we are. I think they're one of the best six teams, and I always root for one of the, the six best, and I think the six best are in right now. Mm. That's at least my thought. Colts will fun not be – they will be fun, yes. There's no doubt. But
1: they're just not getting a home seed, and they're just dangerous at home. Yep. All right, so you gave me your weaknesses and all that stuff. Did you hear Shlareth on the broadcast say that Tampa Bay was out Baltimore-ing
0: Baltimore? I did not hear it, but I, of course, saw the text. And What did you think? Yeah, I think he's listening. He's think he's listening. Is that a, is that a phrase that people up, say? What's up, stink? No. I mean, if it is, I coined it. I mean, then I need the money. What's up, Mr. Sh- I mean, I almost... Let me hear it. Hey, it goes throughout baltering Baltimore in Baltimore, yeah, okay? at the last part. Mark Schlereth. I always butcher his last name. Schlereth, right? Schlereth. Yeah. Schlereth. 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 Yes. Schlereth. Yeah, hey, Stink is an awesome player. I hope he's listening to the pod. Maybe he's listening. Um, we're teaching Browns. Stuff. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Yeah.
1: I, I I went back, and I didn't get to watch that game live, and I got to re-watch it. Some of his throws. They're all, they're phenomenal. That throw to Brashad Perryman? What? Like, I can't even believe he threw it. He's um, yeah. reorganizing guys at the end of the game to get that throw to Callaway. Right. And then I read Peter King's article and the way he manipulated the defense there and kind of read it and kind of had three different plays he went through. Oh, is that what he said? It's going, going to be a run. Right. Did a quick huddle so that the other team couldn't do a substitution. Right. Went out there, moved the running back to the other side. As soon as he do that, he saw the linebacker shift, which then he knew it was man to man. Right. Right. <laughs> And he saw the safety Simmons on Callaway and went, that's, that's yep, what I want. That's it. Yeah. And that's what he went with. He's um. Is he's there a any chance the Browns make Freddie Kitchens their head coach? Like, Freddie Kitchens has to stay. Are you putting Greg Williams – I am not hiring Greg Williams as my head coach. I'm not either. And look at what he's done with them. I do not care. Greg Williams is not the guy to get the best out of Baker Mayfield. He's not.
0: No. Do you keep – I mean, you can't, I wouldn't you can't be fire
1: shy. Greg Williams altogether, can you?
0: Uh, I, I mean, you know, if they brought the right head coach in there, Greg Williams might be like, okay, I'll go to the defensive coordinator. I'll do There's that. no way. It depends on He wore is. a
1: suit to his head coach interim process. Like, he wants to be the head guy. Apparently he does, yes. He has four wins Yeah, in like six games. Yep. And Hugh Jackson didn't have four wins in two seasons.
0: No, And it's amazing how much his defense has improved since he's taken over. And I want to give credit to his son, because it sounds like his son has taken over a lot of the duties he had. Well, I look at you and your dad. I look at me
1: and my dad. I think you're a more refined version. (laughs) Myself, I am not reached Oh, no, you're better than
0: Bruce. You're better than Bruce. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you don't go – you're not in the elevator and go, huh, got the Wi-Fi, huh?
1: This is Bruce Saturday night. My brother got engaged to his his girlfriend, his now fiance, Jordan Jason. Congratulations. Yep. We pull up to valet and the guy goes, here's how this is going to work. You're going to get a text message. When it gets to you, you're going to click a button and that's what we're going to bring the car around. So you're telling me that I'm going to click a button and then it's going to come around. Well, there's another button. I just, I don't get it. So like, I'm going to hit a button five minutes. Bruce, I love you. You're the man. That's great. You're the man. But he's also the kind of guy that the thing that I appreciate about him is he's the ultimate ball buster. Yeah. The ultimate ball yes. buster. You know, he comes out he comes out of my brother's apartment and there's people like waiting for the door to be opened. And my dad's going, I can't let you in. I'm sorry. You don't know anybody in here. Nah, you gotta leave. Get the hell out of here.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding, get in there. <laughs> that's, I could totally that's what he does. That's that. what yes. he does. He is. He's good at it. But
1: what kind of coach, like here we were looking for a coach for Rogers, what kind of a coach for this up and coming Browns team that is gonna be the job of the offseason?
0: It is, I mean it, it is. You wanna you know, the big thing I just keep looking about since he took over is is Kitchens. I'm talking about Freddie Kitchens, is again going back to like playing to your strengths again. Their money is on their offensive line, and they weren't running the ball when Haley and everybody else, to you were calling the plays. Now they've gone, oh, we got a high second-round pick and all these good old linemen, let's run the ball and then make life easy on our great-throwing quarterback who, when he sees one-on-one, can hit the bullseye 99 out of 100 times when he has to make that throw. And I think that's, if I could just put it in simplest forms for what they've done for Baker Mayfield, it's that right there. I don't care that like his stats are 18 for 31 for 188. It's a little bit like Aaron Rodgers. The throws he does make... They're like, game-changing plays, right? The touchdown pass to Perryman to start. There are, there are plays where, yeah, he didn't throw this like 20-yard pass between the 30s. He When he sees that he strikes for touchdowns or puts them inside the red zone, whatever it may be, it's when the throws occur that change the game that I think is so impressive by Baker, may- Baker Mayfield. And he's, just got a, he's a savant. He's a natural at the position, and he's a, a, an unreal thrower of the football. Who do they get as their coach? Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll we'll get into this. I better start really thinking about this uh, as we get closer to D-Day at the end of the season.
1: I have two uh, great moments in gambling that happened, one that was against me and one that was for me. I'm watching the game on my phone, and I see that the the Jets are winning, and here comes DeAndre Hopkins with the touchdown. Texans have to win by six. They go up four, and I turn it off, and I go, that's the game, but at least I got the cover. I'm at the restaurant. I go to take a piss, and I go, let me just see how it finished. How the hell did the Texans get another field goal? Right. Awful moment in gambling. When you close your phone and you go, at least I got the cover, and you realize that the Jets went for it fourth and whatever at their own thing yep. and led to a Texans
0: field goal. Led to a Texas Holy field goal and they couldn't kneel the clock to get it over And he had a. That
1: was an awful moment
0: in gambling. Yeah, he had to have a gutsy decision to go for, you know, I got to kick the field goal here and go up by seven. Great moment in gambling. Yeah.
1: Chicago, Green Bay. Oh. Green Bay down 10. They're inside the 10 yard line. And Joe Philbin decides, well, we need two possessions anyway. Let's kick the field goal and go for the onside kick. Right. Never in my life did I applaud Joe Philbin so loudly. (laughs) Yes. That is a Chicago cover. Dump but bears. but remember remember I looked at you afterwards and said Chicago or Jacksonville and you said Chicago they're going to beat them but even then it wasn't even it was too close Yeah it was, it was Minnesota Miami though Ooh. they had the Freddie Kitchens effect new OC Dalvin Cook was everywhere ran the ball right out the middle He's Vikings special? all of a sudden look dangerous. All of a sudden,
0: well, I mean, if they can do that, it's like it's again, it's almost like going back, you know, to what we were just saying about the Eagles a little bit ago. Okay, like I'm going to remind everybody. Here we go, 2017. Here's the rushing stats. Oh, there's the Vikings, seventh in football with 122 yards per game last year. This year, what are they down in the upper 20s somewhere in that? They are. 32nd. They're the worst running team in football. Oh, I'm wrong. I'm on sixteen. Sorry. What? (laughs) They're on on 2016. (laughs) They're 29th.
1: Okay. It's not like it's that much better. No. But what I saw out of Dalvin Cook was what we've been looking
0: for all year. Most special guy on their offense with the ball in his hands. So, yeah. I mean, they're going to be a pain in the butt. If they can run the ball... And do that and then create the one on one matchups because then you have to worry about stopping the run. Yeah. They could be dangerous because we know their defense is damn good. Props to our
1: favorite coach of the NFL, Kyle Shanahan. What? Gets the win over Seattle. He cracked the coat again.
0: A few of those throws to the tight ends. And wide things. open. Selleck, wide open. Kittle, wide open. Wide open. He found other ways to do Seattle beaters on that, like Selleck, wide open touchdown. Yeah. If you get a chance tonight, go back and look how he did it. You know, he. I don't even want to get too deep into it. No, just say it. But either way, he had Selleck to the right, right? Yes. Okay. And he had the back behind the quarterback, and then they had the fake reverse speed sweep coming with it. So what he did is I'm guaranteeing he realized that – the, you're gonna pull up the play itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, the rules are gonna change for the Seattle defense, where they want this corner to be pressed, cover three, bail, but right? But since the he motion, swi- the motion comes, and then the safety. So just now fell. he has to switch roles with the linebacker. Go and back. The linebacker has
1: no idea. Well, yeah, he
0: has no idea. He's not used to it, and he's supposed to be carrying him up the seam now ah. because they switched roles. And so
1: Kyle saw one play two years ago in which motion
0: came and it changed the rules and he said, I'm gonna attack that. He goes, I don't think this guy knows his rule at all. My follow up question to that is
1: Does he know he really has one chance to make that work? Or do you attack that as long as like as often as you can?
0: Yeah, no, what happens more times or not is you don't waste those plays, right? You're not just going to call that play and go, well, I hope they... You don't do it the first play. No, yeah, I hope they line up in the defense. I think they're going to line up in all game. You run those formations to go, okay, they're lining up the way I thought. This so you're, going even go.
1: gonna, you're even going to do the exact formation once or twice early in the game and maybe give it to that
0: Jets. Exactly, or run or maybe the ball throw in the or whatever, right? Something just to go, let me see if they're playing it the way I expect to. Or they double call play in the huddle and they go okay we're gonna run this run play if they're in this defense but if they're in that defense we just saw on the touchdown there yeah we're, i'm gonna check to this pass play because we got the look we want and we're gonna run it
1: are the players nervous when you have a beater and you've been sitting on it all week and it's time to unleash it oh no
0: they're like foaming at the mouth like, excited on. yeah
1: can the defense tell
0: yeah, like they can start to tell as the game goes. Like we saw the Jacksonville fighting on the sidelines last year. Remember against San Francisco? They could tell. Like, what the? F- You're supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that. You did this. But I'm I at the line of scrimmage. Oh. Are they
1: sitting there and the offense is smiling? They're like, "Oh fuck!"
0: No, the well, no, no. The offense is not smiling. The offense is like extra serious. And That's what like, I'm saying.
1: It's like they're yeah, super they're, tight. yeah.
0: They're like they're extra serious and trying not to give any tells. Like you know, like we're gonna run over here and the running back's like looking over to the left the whole <laughs> time. You know, like he keeps looking over it there. It reminded even me does. of the
1: Carolina players. Like, oh, you watch film? That's yeah, dope. Right. I watch
0: film too. Yeah, right, right. It had to feel so good. Yeah,
1: I thought Nick Mullins played really well. He did.
0: He did. He's had a lot of really good moments.
1: I, I He's a solid backup in he this is. league.
0: No, no doubt. I think he's better than C.J. I think he, than C. he's C.J. earned Bathurst. himself
1: an eight-year career.
0: He has. And I think Josh Jackson
1: just entered himself out of the AAFL and into the NFL. Josh Johnson, yeah. Yeah, well, see? Yeah. Damn it. I can't even get his name right. First NFL start or first victory. Jaguars. Oh, I my mean, gosh. How? mean, how? And you know how I know it's really crumbling? Yeah. When asked after the game, Jalen Ramsey said, I don't know about Doug Marron. I only know about myself. When asked after the game, Leonard Fournette said, "Nah, not running the ball was part of the game plan." Doug Marone, I don't know about my job here. Rumors last week: Tom Coughlin's going to come down from the oh, from the booth. Right? I mean, he's going to do the Pat Riley that no that Pat Riley didn't do. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I know that Tom
1: Coughlin coming down is not going to make that team better. No, definitely not. They, in fact, it's only going to
0: embolden their dumb decision making from before. They're, um, yeah, they got some evaluating to do this offseason. Self scout, no bro. Self scout. But, you know, again, I'm not going to really argue the results on the offensive side of the ball um, when you have 70 and 71 as your quarterback.
1: Uh, I want to wrap up. Speaking of quarterbacks fading,
0: always wrap up. The story of the Giants
1: came out before the game. They're going to go into 2019 with Eli. Shermer believes he's still got some left in the tank.
0: Because the owner told me, I have to say that, so I'm going to say that. But halfway
1: through the game, I'm sitting there going, can you guys please reevaluate? You can't do anything.
0: And then they do something, and he throws an interception that a rookie would throw. And then throws the bumbler-stumbler, and it backed up. Too. So not only did he take points off the board for his own team, then the very his defense makes a stop after he throws the interception. They make the stop, they punt it, and yeah. then he fumbles it and gives them another touchdown and make it 14-0 finally.
1: Thank you to the Giants for yeah, bring back Eli next year. Thank you to Washington for being an absolute cluster of a mess and hurting your draft pick. Thank you to the Cowboys for constantly not advancing your offense. The fact that the Eagles even have a chance this year is insane.
2: Yeah.
1: Next year, I'm ready to make a return. Yeah. I'm ready. The yeah. NFC East is
0: run by a bunch of jokers. It's 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 I don't know what to say about Egotistical
1: it. Egotistical Jerry, overcompensating you know, Giants, that, and Dan Snyder. The other thing it's that incredible.
0: went on last week is like, you know, Peyton broke down Matt Stafford's play, right? <laughs> about staring down receivers. You know, just I don't know, it just bothers me. Like I know Peyton's the man, he's one of the three greatest quarterbacks of all time. But there he is going to break down Stafford's game, who's been carrying his team for the last nine years. And now he's having a rough year. And he's going to tell him to stop looking at receivers. And then yet he's going to do his brother's game against the 49ers of all teams a few weeks ago. And say, look how he in the pocket. And and look how he throws this four yard check down to Barkley. I mean, he made a big deal about that. that that Did he? Yeah, that was a big play. It was a great throw, all four yards of it. Like, I just have issues with that. That's like, that's political bullshit in the NFL. That I'm not going to back down. I don't care if I know you. I see respect or whatever. Kobe more than Peyton. So it just, that's to me, bothered me there. I couldn't, I couldn't help that. Yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah.
1: You excited to listen to Booger and Witten doing a uh, on Night football today? I'm excited for that game tonight. Man, I don't think there's anything else other than Josh Rosen pooping his pants.
0: No, and I mean, um, I don't know much about that game. I saw Josh Allen make some awesome runs. The only other thing seems that like I went- Detroit screwed that game up though. Oh yeah. With the missed field goals, this yep. extra point. Yep. What uh? What else happened? Uh, there was another turnover. I feel like that I'm missing. But Robert Foster is a legit receiver in this league. Yeah. Um.
1: I Adam Thielen. Yeah. Is legitimately a shit talker. I was watching that game. He was jawing with all of the Miami Dolphins. Right. Adam Thielen is a Trojan horse. People think Adam Thielen's happy to be there because he went to like Minnetonka, Minnesota, and he's white and he's a receiver. Let me just tell you something. Adam Thielen's out here cursing out Belichick and doesn't give a crap about anybody. No, no.
0: I love it. I do too. He's got an edge about him.
1: I'm just trying to think of all the other stuff that I thought uh, good pick by Eric Harris, your safety for Oakland. Yes, even though that oh, team stinks. I did
0: see that. Joe Mixon looked unbelievable again. Yep. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I'm just trying to think. If there's any other. The only other one thoughts. I had
1: written down was Frank Clark had a quote they put up that said, "This is my team. Yeah. It's it's my defense, not Richard Churvin's right. defense." You ever seen the movie Hook? Nope. What? Yeah, I never saw it. Frank Clark is Rufio. Hmm. Frank Clark was like, they're my lost boys, and in your heart, you're like, they're never your
0: lost. I like that he said that though. I saw him say that last year. Like, yeah, your defense is kind of. Yeah, but he can't let Richard Sherman do that. Well, the, the same thing with Seattle that we've we've said. Like Seattle has to dominate, and they have to do- their run game they has to did dominate. dominate. They don't. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Yeah, I guess and they had Doug Baldwin played a great game. He did, but did they? You know, okay. I mean, I'm just trying. Yeah, they dominated better than I thought they yeah, did. Yeah, how many rushing yards? Yeah, I mean Carson had one one nineteen. That's what I'm saying. He did. Yeah, they did a lot of good it things. It was just they let up a few big plays to San Francisco. No doubt, and there, we've talked about that. That's Janikowski where I was go. missed an extra point. Their defense is not the same on the road. They're another team. I mean, you look at Carolina a few weeks ago on the road. They got torched. I know they won the game, but they got torched. I don't know if you've noticed, but my betting habits,
1: all I care about is where is the game and what happened last game. Mm. (laughs) Because you guys are an emotional mess. And if you just had a big win and you go on the road, you're going to get your ass kicked. You are. Yeah. That's why I like the Panthers tonight.
0: I hear you. You like the
1: Panthers? I do. All right. You know why? Let's. You want to see how I do a game? Yeah. This is how I do a game, Sims. And then we got to get the hell out of here because we're we're having a long podcast. Panthers. Let's look at them. Panthers on the road, one and six. Right. At home, five and one. Five losses in a row. Yeah. Emotional, angry, really feeling it, going to come out. Right. New Orleans. Last game at Tampa. They get the win. At, this is their third road game in a row. They're 6-1 on the road, for sure.
0: I don't know, man. Yeah, I hear you. There's a lot of things there to be worried about.
1: Minnesota on the road, not a great game escaped. Right. Baltimore on the road kind of got owned a little bit. Right. I don't know. I, I think that Carolina and Cam Newton are going to have one of their best performances of the year.
0: I hope so. I'm I'm rooting for him tonight, I'm gonna just to make things interesting bar. in the NFC. It's all right. All right, so you're going to go watch some film. Yep, and I'm going to go come up with weird conspiracy theories. And stop giving our viewers the plague and coughing into the mic.
1: Oh, they can hear it. Yeah. If you got sick, write a note that Adam got you sick, and I will I will sign it via social media. I, <laughs> Four cents. Peace out, homie. Frederick says good, good evening. evening. And Cam Hayward, appreciate you. Yeah. For the L E F K O E man. We will holla 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 at you later this week.
0: Holla.